The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Thank God it's Friday. Nebraska, happy Friday. Welcome in the morning hookup. Bill Hooks, Will Wilson, and you won't believe it, the myth, the man, the legend, Jeff Motes, already in the house. <laughs> Hold your applause. Yeah. There's no need for yeah, it. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. No, there's no He's need. Here. He's hanging out with us. Um, so, man, we have a lot of fun. We're going to talk some hoops here in a minute. First two segments will be about hoops. We're going to talk prep hoops here in town, and then we're going to look at Nebraska K-State coming up tomorrow night. A renewal of an old Big 12 yeah, rivalry. Yeah, down in Kansas City. Was it the T-Mobile Center now? It's T-Mobile. It used yeah. to be what? Sprint. Sprint. I think these things, they're like insurance companies. You just have to look and change every year now. Well, think about what CHI Health yeah. Center was. That was Quest Center, CenturyLink Link Center, now it's CHI Health Center. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So we'll talk uh, hoops. No Dr. Dane Todd today. Surgery? No, look at this. This is what Will and I got this this morning. Like at, I was trying to get out of the house, 7 o'clock. Lost my voice overnight. What happens when the doctor oh, is sick? Oh, he's got the... What happens when the doctor yeah. is sick? I don't know. I don't know, guys. You know, fellas, you know, you had me on last week. I didn't sound... No. Fully rehabilitated. No. I did that girls game at Lincoln Christian last Friday night. I didn't know if I could make it through the broadcast, but I did. <laughs> but Connor Clark, bless him, came over, got the boys game taken care of, and Good. we got through it. Nice. So. Good. Look at that. You got a great team yeah. behind you. So also, yeah, but, you know, here's the thing. Back to Dane, though, real quick. Yeah, what happens when the doctor's sick, man? I, I don't know whether I believe him. Ooh, I mean, here's the thing. Are you sure? Are, is this about a fantasy football deal? Are you, no. are you trying to get at something here? It has to do with our, I know, our right, happy hour tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. Which, Moats, we, you, we, we better you, see Moats. you down there tomorrow night. Six o'clock, Moats. You can I'll, come to the I'll early show. You know what? You I come gotta, to the early show. I have a busy, busy day ahead well you know i really do i know there's people coming down that tomorrow that want to meet you okay do so you're but here's the thing it's the mystery of keeping you you know your identity concealed and people just you're like one uh, of those guys in radio you don't want to show your face you are um you are uh, i'm old school is it will (laughs) is it wilson from home improvement yeah it's it's like that Or there was uh, there was a running character on the old WKRP in Cincinnati, the overnight guy, Moss Stagger. Nobody ever okay. saw Moss. I think he heard him maybe once or twice, but he never saw him. You never saw him. You never saw him. No, but I think I think Dane is purposely not coming in today yeah, because, because he doesn't want to tell us that he can't make it tomorrow. The, the question. So last Friday when Dane was here, we announced that. By the way, we're going to be. It's the morning hookup holiday happy hour down at Tavern on the Square tomorrow night, six to eight. If you haven't cleared your calendar, you might as well just go ahead and do it now. Come see us. Does this, by chance, coincide with the Nebraska-Kansas State basketball Starts at 7 game? o'clock down there. Starts at 7 o'clock. We got o'clock. lucky. We got lucky on We got that. lucky on this. Okay. Will Wilson pulled this off. Okay. We'll be down there hanging out. Okie doke. So last Friday, we told Dane, hey, Dane, put on your calendar right now. Put on your calendar right now. He goes, oh, watch out. But put on my calendar. It's the family calendar. <laughs> I asked the question yesterday. Because, you know, most you know this. Like, sometimes you put stuff on counters and you don't consult the other side of the fence yes. with your wife. And you're like, nope, you ain't doing that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't you? Didn't you forget? Did I tell you yesterday we had this? Oh, my bad. I forgot. I think that's what's happening. And Dane just said, oh, <coughs> can't talk. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe he'll show up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but I don't we, believe it. I don't believe. I'm. I'm now. I'm on your side. Thank you. I don't believe Dr. Dane Todd now. Thank you very much, uh, Moats. <laughs> what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Well, I'm. I'm in early this morning for. Well, I was doing news over on uh, KFOR, doing news and sports this morning over there. So I've been here double dipping. Yeah, relatively early today, and uh, here to hang out with you guys. No briefing today for us. Ooh. Hmm. Quiet night in Lincoln. Well, it's amazing what cold and wind can do yeah. to limit criminal activity. Keeps you inside. <laughs> Away yeah. from stuff. Even Too the, cold to do that e- stuff. Even the criminals keep an eye on the weather. Too cold. So the crime in Alaska has got to be super low. Oh, no. They're used to it there. You ever watch those shows? What, Alaska? Yeah, they got like Alaskan troopers or something. It's fun to watch. Oh, I know so what I'm you're talking digressing, about. digressing, yeah. digressing. Digressing, yeah. but don't get me started on the weird stuff I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk some uh, some some city hoops going on. Man, boy, last night, that Lincoln High East game that we had over on KFOR. Will Wilson was on the call. Man, oh, man. I, I was at a Christmas or holiday reception down south in South Lincoln, and I got in the car and was heading home and uh, flipped it on to listen, and I got it right at the start of the second half, and it got a little dicey and yeah. interesting. Because, uh, and I'm, I'm not wanting to, I'm not one to try to dwell on anything like this, but there was a goaltend that apparently was missed, was not called by the officials. That triggered some outrage by the East bench and the East fans. And yeah. head coach Jeff Campbell got picked up for a technical. And then, what, two or three possessions later, one of the East players got picked up for a technical after making a basket, I think, still in frustration that... He thought he got fouled. thought he got fouled yeah. and, and so forth. But what a city game, though. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. Those type of basketball games are supposed to be close and nail-biters, and it lived up to uh, expectation where Lincoln High is off to a 4-1 and start, and, they're up, and they won 54-51 last night. East got their first loss of the season. They were undefeated coming in, Ooh. and East had beaten Southeast, who's ranked, and Omaha Central, who's number four. So, I mean, the, the, the city basketball race this year, I think, is going to get really, really interesting uh, when you look at things in perspective now, especially now we got the conference tournament coming up here in less than two weeks. So you got the city teams there, plus you got Kearney, Grand Island, Norfolk, Columbus, some of these other teams are coming in and play in the tournament. Pius X is another team that's part of the Heartland Conference. So I think it's good. This is a good setup for what we could see not only with the Heartland Conference tournament coming up, but also as we get into January, too. Townsley with the ball. Step back three pointer. It's blocked by Bolas into the hands of Vincent Garrett Jr. And Lincoln High is going to walk away with a win. And that, nice. That was a great call. And it was courtesy of KFOR Will Wilson, as you just heard. On the call, Vincent Garrett Jr. twenty-five points, ten rebounds to lead Lincoln High. Oh, he was he was great last night. He had that late three-two to extend it for two possessions. Yeah, and I don't. It, he must. I think he was there last year, but I don't remember. But there were a lot of those kids from Lincoln High a year ago that were injured. Oh, okay. Okay, All so right. because Lincoln High a year ago was five and eighteen, and they 
lost their first eight games of the season last year, and they were dealing with injuries. They got size. They have talent. Not starting to show here as we're now through, what, week three of the basketball season or entering weekend three of the basketball season. So I, I think right now the sky's the limit here for this East or for Lincoln High in this case. I think it is two for East High. I, th- I saw yeah. East their first game against Millard West, and it, you know usually the first games of the year tend to be rough, and it was a rough back-and-forth type basketball game. But I think East is a team that's still uh, one that needs to be watched because they're they're pretty talented. I have a question for you in a sec. We got Gary Jerry go. who has a question for Moats. Happy Friday, Gary Jerry. Hey, good morning. Motsi, what do you think about this six nine kid from southeast? Oh, Ben got Dak? Yes. He he's impressive. Uh, I saw him a year ago. I have not seen him yet this year. I saw him a few times last year. Uh he was somewhat raw and I think he's gonna get better. Uh, maybe put a little bit more weight on him and he could be pretty tough close to the basket. And I th- and Southeast is another team that um, I still think is a team to watch. Uh, you know, with the guard play that they got, especially with Tay Moore, uh, you got the Dak kid, and Jake Hickelman, who transferred over from North Star to Southeast the, this year, uh, is an added component too. But I think the Dak kid could be pretty something else uh, as we move forward. But uh, the one thing, if you've noticed in the game of basketball, especially at all levels, there's a lot more perimeter play versus, you know, hey, let's get the ball inside to the big guy and mm-hmm. let him go to work. You're not seeing a lot of that. Those guys are being utilized on pick and rolls. You know, they're going for offensive rebounds or the easy lob whenever they need it. Uh, but they're not focused. They're not the focal point of the offense mm-hmm. usually. Just because. Yeah. Do you think there's pressure on the big guys to? develop that outside shot because you see that a lot more in basketball than you used to see. Uh, these big kids are, are focusing on developing that three-point shot, aren't they? Yeah, you know, when I when I played in high school, I remember at Northeast, if, if you were going to be on the perimeter, especially in an offense where sometimes a big man will come out to the perimeter, uh, you need to be ready to shoot the ball. And we had guys, we had big men that could shoot the three. You know, we had a guy that was six eleven my junior year that could shoot the three. Really, we, and guys that were you know my wow. size six 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 seven or a little bit above at six eight could step out and shoot the three. So if you can shoot yeah. the three, I mean, yeah, I mean that that's a big part of what you need to do, especially with today's offense. Yeah. But even back, you know, twenty five years ago or so, uh, if you were a big man and could shoot the three pointer, that was. That was huge. You were ahead of your time since, yeah. since, yeah. A, since the three-point line was just introduced when the Moats got to high school. All right. All right, you guys. I'll see you. All right, Gary. See you, Gary. Have a good weekend. I mean, is it factual? No. No. The three, well, it was, actually, it was, it was before that. The three-point line was brought into high school basketball about 35 years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Whoa, wait a minute. I'm calculating our age, Moats. You are. You're, <laughs> getting cal- a, you're getting ahead of yourself I'm there, I'm calculating our friend. age, Moats. Speaking of which, it is interesting to... Finally, call a game with a shot clock. Um, it is interesting, isn't it? It is interesting, but I will say it does. These games speed up. You know, they don't drag. And see, my previous experience of calling a game with a shot clock was college basketball. You know, oh, with right. with Wesleyan, yeah. yeah. And you, you learn to kind of pick and choose. Okay, the shot clock gets down to about fourteen or whatever. You start kind of keeping an eye on it. 
you know, and, and then it gets under 10, then you really keep a track on it. And, and it's going to take some time for a lot of other guys that, you know, that are out broadcasting games, no matter where they are across the state, that are covering Class A schools to get used to that. Right. Uh, you were talking about how some of these Lincoln teams are looking good. You know, these past few years, Omaha has been clearly the better basketball city, but I think Lincoln is going to give them a run this year. I think this could be a turning point. This year could be a turning point. Northeast is another team from here mm-hmm. that the last four seasons, you go back to 2018-19, they were a sub-500 team that made it to the district finals. And then they had a winning record in year three under Monty Ritchie. And year four, a year ago, they got beaten triple overtime in the district final at Creighton Prep. Mm. Uh, after winning the Heartland Conference Tournament Championship last season and starting out 9-0, and um, a team like Northeast, a team like Southeast, um, North Star's playing much better. they got talent, yeah. You know, Lincoln High is much better, mm-hmm. East. You know, southeast. southwest, southeast. You know those schools that have been kind of the, the, the barometer has kind of gone up and down with every one of them, but there's been some consist- consistency with a few of them. I think as a whole, uh, the Lincoln schools could really maybe turn that dynamic around in Class A. But let's look at what you got coming in here tomorrow. You got Bellevue West in town back again uh, to play. Uh, Lincoln Northeast. They were here last week against Lincoln North Star, uh, but they'll play Northeast tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and then you look at Omaha Westside, who's been beaten by Lincoln Southeast. They're a team that's pretty scrappy. Omaha North is better. Papillion La Vista South is better. Creighton Prep. Central is supposed to be one of the better teams in Class A. Miller North, two-time defending state champs. Uh, you know, the, the the game that really kind of puzzled me was last Friday night where Southeast had a lead on Millard North, and then Southeast just went cold from the field. Millard North kind of kept it at their own pace. They went overtime, and they shut out Southeast in overtime wow. and won the game 50-40. to 40. So, and, and this is a Millard North team that has lost a lot of firepower from what they had the last couple of years. Think about, you know, you're two years removed from Hunter Salas. You're one mm-hmm. year removed from Jason Green. And you got the Mosser kid who has got good basketball bloodlines um, that's really stepped up and been a big force for them, too. So I think, in general, as we move forward, especially once we get in toward mid January, mid to late January, that might be the measuring stick where we finally see where the boys' teams in Lincoln stack up against not just the Omaha teams but other teams in Class A across the state. I think it's going to be really fun. I I think it will be, too. And the girls' basketball is going to be the same way this year, too, because Southwest girls are still pretty good, even though Kennedy Williams is out for the year after getting knee surgery done, Mm -hmm. and who, by the way, just verbally committed to play not just basketball, but softball at Nebraska Nebraska. to go, go play for her mom, Amy Williams, down there. Uh, but Southwest will be good. Lincoln High is really good in girls basketball. They North. bring a lot back. Yeah, and I think the Lincoln High girls may be the team to keep an eye on overall. Really? Just simply wow. because of how tough they are, the talent that they bring back. you got good coaching with Dominique Kelly-Johnson. She's done a terrific job in resurrecting that program. Her former teammate, Charity Aramania, who's the head coach at Lincoln Northeast, starting to do the same thing with the girls over there. So I think basketball, both boys and girls this year, this will be 
really a fun season to go out and try to capture some games if you can. But just like the boys, we'll see what happens in mid to late January on that measuring stick to see where the girls stack up versus everybody else. Wow, such good stuff. Love listening to you guys talk about this and all the competitive. And when people say there's not good basketball in Nebraska, you got to go out and see these kids hoop, man. Well, especially when you look at the Division One talent that the state has mm-hmm. produced the last four or five years or more. I it's mean, there. it's there, and they're going to other schools. And some are staying back. Others are seeing opportunities elsewhere. Somewhere else, for sure. Well, and, and, and but that also puts Nebraska on the map, too, as another spot to look at talent. It's not just a football state. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, Motes, as you're hearing uh, Mr. Jeff Motes talk right now, you can also hear him tonight. Yeah. Right on the call tonight, he's going back. To, uh, he's going to be on the northeast side of town. Yep, I'll be at the alma mater tonight with Northeast and Columbus. We'll have it here on ESPN Lincoln. We'll be on the air around 720. And then Will's back on the call tonight over on KFOR with uh, Grand Island and Southeast tonight. Um, And then tomorrow we'll have the Northeast Bellevue West game over on KFOR. That's a 4.30 airtime or 4.35 airtime with Chris Schmidt on the call. So those are going to be some games that you can check out. We'll have one more next week. Tuesday. Tuesday with myself out of Waverly with Crete. Mm Mm-hmm. And then next Wednesday night, we'll have the Lincoln High Northeast Girls game on KFOR. And then uh, we got Southwest and, I believe, Pius next Thursday night over on KFOR. And then we take the holiday break. Sure. Um, So that's good stuff with basketball. There's one football thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, Tristan Alvano. The kicker, he's he's setting a, he's committing here very soon. Yeah, at ten thirty. Ten thirty this morning. There's supposed to be a big announcement on where he is set to go. Um, I know he made headlines, of course, when he kicked that forty-five yard game-winning field goal that gave Westside the state football championship. And uh, afterward, Mickey Joseph went up to him and offered him a full ride scholarship to Nebraska. Um. I don't know if Matt Rule. I know he was he up. Was, at, was he at Westside this yes, week? Okay, really, I'm pretty sure he was reoffered and talked to and all the good stuff. From, yeah. from this current staff and probably looking at some of the other kids that Westside has. Because Westside's Coach Rule's made a, he's, you know speaking of that he's made his rounds around the state. Well, he's getting into these high schools and he's been to what two or three schools here in town. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, he went. I uh, know went to East. He went to Lincoln High. In Lincoln High it was the first time. I can't remember the stat or the number. It's like first time somebody, a Nebraska coach has allegedly been in Lincoln High since 2011. Which is hard to believe. That goes back to Bo Pelini. Kind of awkward, isn't it? Well, but, but, but what's that say about the, the coaches that have been here and coached at Nebraska? And if, if, if they don't believe that the kids in Lincoln – are going to help them get the job done. And I had some people ask me about it, and I said, here's the deal. It doesn't matter. I think as a Nebraska football coach, locally, no matter if you're you, – you just have to have a relationship with every high school in this city, no matter what you're doing. You go I out agree. there, say hi to the coach, get to meet him, whatever. Relationship, go see him practice. Regardless of there's – you're not looking at whatever talent. Just, you need to have relationships like that, I think, in Lincoln. Well, think about this, too. If you're the coach at a place like the University of Texas, mm-hmm. I mean, and how many high schools does oh. the state of Texas have? And, yeah. and high school football is king down there. Mm-hmm. Just about every Division One coach down there, every major coach or college coach in that state will do whatever they can to get as many connections as possible yes. to all the coaches. I think in Nebraska it's a little bit more doable 
considering that you know you don't nearly have as much car, get in the car and go say hi to everybody once right whatever. you once don't have nearly as much high schools nope here than you do down in texas no or florida or easy, oklahoma or thing to do places like that but yeah that alvano kid will announce here at ten thirty. yeah we'll be uh, i'm we'll be on the air and be sweet i'm curious to see if he does stay committed the crystal to ball has nebraska but what do you never need whatever that means. But Nebraska needs a kicker. They that you need a special teams yes to to be successful. I think that's been proven what the last 2 to 3 years that you need special teams to be effective. And if you got a kid that can kick five field goals and win the game on a 45 yarder, well why not offer him? Moats, I've been asked this question before I get you out of here and um it just comes back to Nebraska Creighton. Did Nebraska break Creighton in the basketball program when they beat them? Because they've now lost what? Five well, now. well, you could probably look at you could look at Arizona, you could look at Tech. Texas might have been the one. Well, but Texas I think, is good. But Texas fair. is good. But I think Nebraska, and, and we talked about this. Was it last week? We talked yeah. about it. Nebraska had a great game plan. You know, you hedge out on defense. They had the same game plan almost against Purdue, and almost worked right. out again. Exactly. Okay. I think with Creighton right now, um, it's it's up here in the head. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you've been hit. You're not reactionary. You should have beat BYU, and you you should have beat Arizona State. Put the dagger in them when you're up by seven or eight points. It's mental. It's a mental thing. It and is. I think there's a lot of guys. I think Ryan Nebhard uh, probably needs to have a nice talk with Coach McDermott to see what's going on because he has not played up to what he can play. And you've you, you've seen the kid play. Yes. He's, yeah. he's very talented. I'm watching another team dislike that play right now. It's a mental state. That they, would be your they, yeah, Tar Heels. They're, they're good basketball teams. But see, okay. Go back to who they are and be who they are. And But look at who was in the preseason top 25. Carolina dropped out. Michigan State dropped out. Creighton dropped out. I mean, now you're getting into conference play. They go to Marquette tonight, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be easy. No, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And Marquette, I think Marquette is a lot better this they year. They are. They blew out. Uh, I think it was Baylor, Carolina, or Notre Dame. One of those two. Well, and even Baylor is a program that I still think is still pretty relevant and solid. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. Carolina had uh, they they keep playing this really hard schedule, and so their next two opponents, they'll see where they're at because. They'd go uh, to Ohio State tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Really? Yeah. And then um, they're in the Jumpman Classic next Wednesday against Michigan. Oh. Jeez. And then they get in the conference play. Well, it's not until the end of the month. Man. But, you know, to... I mean, it might make you stronger. No, but, you know, to to Creighton's schedule, I mean, they've played a pretty tough schedule, Mm non-conference, considering, you know, you're going up against top 25 teams in Arizona... Uh, Arkansas, um, you know, you battled with Texas, and you get beat by Nebraska. You lose to a BYU team that's up and coming, and you lose to a pretty decent Arizona State team under Bobby Hurley. So, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's a mental check right now. But in, in Nebraska, you know, in Nebraska, they've had some close calls where they could have won. Purdue being a prime example. That I thought they had a shot. They I did mean, have a shot. They and, did. And again, we talked about it. It wasn't about the referee situation at the end. Obviously, no. an unfortunate free throws. Um, it comes down to not the missed opportunities. At one point, I think he had like four or five offensive rebounds in one possession. And, and missed miss free throws. Missed free. Well, they were 7 of 10, but the ones they missed were the open end, right. the, the front end. And also, uh, CJ and Sam were combined 2 for 20. Yeah. 
But Kansas State tomorrow night. Be a tough one. We're going to talk about that here coming up. Be a tough one for them. So, so Moats, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, Thanks. you bet. Uh, you can catch them tonight, 720, on the call. Yep, Columbus Northeast right here on the mighty ESPN. That's right, the mighty. (laughs) Then we'll see most tomorrow night. All right, we're getting out of here. Thanks, (laughs) Moats. You bet, fellas.